0: ladies and gentlemen 108 uh, we are here I am here with Jamina thank you guys so much for coming out you were just listening to some of their their tunes thank you for having us of course of course anytime now I've had Paul and I've had Brittany on before. But I haven't had the whole squad. Is this is this the whole band? We oh. are
1: missing uh, our drummer, Mr. Chopsticks. Ah,
0: okay, okay, okay. Yes, yes, now I remember. I just, I, I look at you and I assume drummer. So I just, uh, yeah, I forgot you played bass here. So yep. threw me off a bit. It, it, but, it um,
1: still happens to me because I've been playing with him for years as my drummer. So I'm always like, yeah, my drum mm. bass player, bass player.
0: <laughs> Oh, well, let's start with that. What made? I mean, you're such a, a dope drummer. Like I, when I saw you in State of Solitude, um, I was like, I didn't know who you were, and I was like, I'm a drummer myself, so I was kind of intimidated to come. I don't know. I, I kind of stay in my own head a lot, so I never formally introduced myself or another. But I know you as a drummer. So what made you want to start playing
2: bass? Dude, I was just tired of playing drums. <laughs> uh, pretty much, um, I just wanted to do something different, bro. Okay. Like sometimes your creative outlet just you want to change what you're playing on just so that you can kind of get a, a different outlook on music And that was bass, and he kind of wanted to play guitar too, so I was just like, alright So we kind of switched it off
0: So you went with bass, I mean, kind of, because it's, it's in the rhythm section, it was a little easier for you yeah. to pick up than. Well, like I mean, I
2: play guitar too, but I don't feel like I play that great guitar Okay. So I was just like, you know what, I'll, I'll play bass Sounds fucking good to me. Yeah,
0: Yeah, man. I've liked to branch out too. you know, like, um, I picked up acoustic guitar, guitar here and there. I kind of feel like it's more of, like, um, an expressive instrument. Like, it's easier to express yourself, like, with melodies and shit on a guitar or a piano than it is on drums. Now, I've said that to a drummer, and he's like, nah, you're wrong about it. (laughs) Well, you must be a lot better than me then. I got nothing for you, but... Uh, regardless man it's good to have you guys here when you know we're kind of in an environment where we can't play music we can't really yeah. um, like go out and see other shows or hang out with other bands and stuff so right now I mean what is it that I know you guys recently dropped an album in June <laughs> so well, let's talk about that the experience of trying to record uh, a project amidst all this I mean was it troublesome for you guys
3: Luckily, we actually already had it recorded. So oh, really? So we had finished mastering just before January. So it was the last good thing 2019 gave us. Yeah. And we were just waiting for a good time to drop the album. So we had a show scheduled in April mm-hmm. to have a nice, local, large Broward show with some of our friends, some of um, the, the bands that we love to play with. And then, of course, you know... Life changed for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were sitting in on, on it a little bit, and we had the opportunity, luckily, to um, be on a station, have a virtual album release. So we did live videos, LED screen, everything. It was actually something that we uh, never could have imagined as a release, probably yeah. reach more people than a local show would. Um But we we just waited for the right opportunity, really, since we knew shows weren't going to be coming around.
0: Yeah. I mean, at at the end of the day, it's kind of like we're in limbo right now. And I mean, even before this stuff started going down, like there was a lot of local places that were starting to close down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, since I started playing with Unoya in 2016, I saw uh, Creepy Tiki close. Um, What else closed? Um, We had this little low key spot called The Gate. I don't know if you guys Mm -hmm. ever played there. But you know what I'm saying that's low key, you know what I'm saying if you know you know. Um but there was another spot. I mean oh yeah, o- o- O'Malley's like it didn't close but it's not really friendly to the bands like this it was music. before. Yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer dude cuz I always used to love playing O'Malley's. The food was always great. The the bartenders were always like, you know, great. Um and Jeff on Sound was always phenomenal. I've brought up Jeff so many times on the show and I've never interviewed him but Every time, man. Good idea like, too. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I would love to. Is you know, he stays busy, man. I guess now probably not crazy busy, seeing as how there's no shows going mm. on. But always, man. Always like you know, we got the the monitor up there. He's like, you need more guitar. You need some more. You, how, how are you on bass? You need some more bass. Always, man. And so it, kind. You you don't always get that with a sound guy. You know, some sound guys, Churchill's. Not all of them. Not all of them. <laughs> but certain, certain <laughs> ones that are, just, uh, you know, aren't always the nicest, you know, and or, or kind of take their sweet old time, you know, switching between stages if that's the case. and So it's refreshing when you know you're going to a venue, you know that the, the the sound is going to be dope. Sure. And I don't know, man, it, it just sucks. So now with this, I mean, how many venues are really going to make it through to the
1: other side? Yeah. Dude, it's a, it's a scary, scary thing thought seeing what's going on with certain places uh we we've known some people up in uh the tampa area that were already were struggling and then this happening kind of put them in a tighter spot luckily one of them actually kind of got smart and uh he turned he just started his first episode where now he's doing live streaming uh, yeah yes
0: oh man i love that place yeah so yeah. now
1: he's doing a live streaming perform uh concerts with uh two bands at a time i think he's saying yes that's, did you
0: guys go up for that or was that silent morrow silent, silent morrow okay okay uh are you guys planning on doing that if, soon? Hopefully, soon? if the opportunity comes, comes around we'll, <laughs> we'll take it yeah <laughs> you just, don't watch this it's
3: but difficult should. i mean being able to like travel somewhere for live streaming it definitely feels safe um traveling doing shows right now it's a lot more difficult because first off we're we're not really generating revenue you're you're know, not able to have large shows so we can't sell our cd we can't sell shirts so anything we do as far as it goes for branching out and going somewhere else um, right. is, is a little costly. So we have to think about that. What's the return on that? Um, but things like live streams, things that are not just reaching that local area since you know, we're, we're, it's not like you're limited to a crowd when you're doing things online. Uh, we're all for that.
0: Right, yeah. Um, uh, Shouts out to the Verona. Shouts out to Evan um, for putting that together. Uh, I've only played there once. But the time I played there, I mean, Evan runs the sound himself, and he knows what he's doing. He, he was more than courteous with us, and, uh, uh, you know, it would be a shame to see that place go. When They were a big hub yeah. up there for us, like, as far as being able to schedule something out of town. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's always nice having a spot out of town that you know is reliable, that that is always welcoming to, you know, people from down here, Broward, Miami, West Palm, whatever, because... You know, it, people are a little protective of their scene. They have a spot like that, you know? Yeah. I don't. I don't most musicians I meet are pretty dope. You know what I mean? Like, I usually don't meet too many shitheads, but every once in a while, you know what I mean? Uh, you get someone who's, I don't know, like selfish with, with their slots or whatever, or mm. a shitty promoter or something like that. So having a place like that is always going to be a benefit to, to everybody. There's also um, Howls in Fort Myers. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Oh, no. It's like a tattoo shop and they have a stage in the back and shit. That's so cool. Um, That's awesome. It was really dope. Um, There was actually another place, Old Soul Brewing, uh, in Fort Myers, that I think they closed as well. But I played there um, twice, I think, uh, for Lester. Lester Rojas, um, dope guy. Uh, His wife does photography and stuff, and they booked some shows up at Old Soul in Fort Myers. And they were kind of doing their thing, doing like a monthly show, having um, out-of-town bands. And um, I don't know. it's, It's just not too many people putting on shows. We had Lou from Born Beneath doing his part with mm-hmm, the buried mm-hmm. alive's and I think that was great but those were at churchills and there's nothing wrong with churchills but you know they're they're under new management and shit and maybe after the covid thing they decided to go in a different direction I've I've heard so many different things about churchills over the years you know mm-hmm. um but regardless I mean do you think do you guys think we'll be playing shows anytime soon like what's the timeline looking for everyone I don't
3: know I mean as soon as we're able to get Miami and Broward's numbers under control where it's not just a a good idea but it's something that's like feasible then I think that's something I mean we're we're coming into summer and then the holidays and even when shows were on I mean the holidays kind of slowed down for everybody um so I'm hoping 2021 has some good things in store um but I mean, anybody can tell, you know, it's anybody's guess.
1: Isn't that
0: crazy, though, that it's it's only about to be September and we're already looking at next year? Yeah. Like, yeah, we
1: all gave up on Yeah. Like this, it hasn't, like, it's done. 2021 yeah, I mean, is when we're Yeah, because, I mean, if you we're, think we're about going. it,
3: you would do what? Like your fall stuff, your summer stuff maybe, and then what happens? You have November, December that hit. You don't really do much there. Maybe October. I remember one year, October was pretty busy for us, no. but – if you're trying to think about planning shows, these venues need to open first. (laughs) So it's a matter, like, if if they haven't even opened their doors, then what's the timeline on when they start actually booking people and setting a calendar, and and all that takes time. There's so much hard work that goes into making sure you have the right sound guy, making sure that you have a good showrunner, you get enough talent on the bill. Um, I mean, if it can happen sooner, awesome. But as far as it goes for predictions, then who
0: knows? Well, do you guys think it'll affect shows like f- as we know them, like festivals outside? Like, have you guys ever been in something big like that, like a Governor's Ball or a, uh, what is that, a um, Lollapalooza or anything like that? Um,
1: I did a uh, Ozfest actually years Ozfest, ago, like
0: something like that. Well, granted, Ozfest is not around no more, but. Like or warp tour, shit like yeah. that. Where I mean, everyone's packed in like sardines in GA. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You got mosh pits going on, circle pits. Yep. I mean, are we going to be allowed to do that kind of shit? I oh. mean, I don't, I don't
3: think know, so. But think so? Maybe, maybe not anytime soon. Take some time before. Yeah.
1: Well, I think I think it's I think it was in Europe. They actually had their first like outdoor festival, and they had people on uh, platforms, mm-hmm. limited to like four chairs a platform, and they were sectioned off and. Mm-hmm. I actually was kind of like I kind of like that idea. I it's have like a, everyone has have their their a own seat private VIP.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. No, I think I saw much. that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like yeah. I would
1: love if festivals
0: were like that. I can honestly, sit down over at a GA. festival. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> like, when's the last yeah. time yeah. you guys <laughs> went to like a big show like that and actually went into into the general admission? Like, it's a pain in <laughs> the ass, bro. You got to yeah. stand in between their their instrument changes if you're seeing someone who's a national act. When I went to see, uh, did anyone go to that uh, Metallica show at the Hard Rock? No. no.
3: And with all this Shame. happening, I wish I did. Well,
0: you know, I, it, it is, really? you know, it is what it is. Well, yeah. Oh, hater. Why not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> hater over here. There's always Listen, someone who doesn't like Metallica. I was going say, whether you like
3: it or not, there's certain people that are legends and they're getting older. So if we could see them in our lifetime, it's, you know, something are legends. you can say.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, I really true. I can't I can't argue with that, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I was there. I was like the last show where I was really liking some GA scenario, and I like I almost had a heat stroke, in between and in between Event Sevenfold and and Metallica's set, it was like an hour and a half, oh. like like who's waiting an hour and a half, you know? And then they're selling water bottles at five dollars a pop yeah <laughs> so it was like uh, I, I, bottles of water for the whole squad is 20 bucks you know what I can mean can you
3: imagine if they start selling like bottles of water and hand sanitizer for like I don't know like 7 bucks
0: <laughs> yeah <like> oh, that's <laughs> gonna be a whole new market at these outdoor festivals man yeah. hand sanitizer and face mask doc? Mm-hmm. you want a face mask 20 dollars fuck you the little cloth yeah. one for, like separately packaged instead of selling tickets cellophane. on the outside like, you have scalpers selling, selling, selling
3: ppe so that you can actually be allowed <laughs> into the venue
0: <laughs> you don't have merch booths anymore it's all masks booths you guys uh that's a
3: good thing for merch though that's a good idea it like, is you know masks? putting our logo on a mask yeah Seen a couple.
0: i feel like do everyone it. does that like it's definitely selling i mean people do it um what's another thing um i mean we have merch people lining up i mean the whole thing with yeah i mean bars is (laughs) is a whole other scenario but i mean the whole thing with the kind of like this scene is like pitting and shit you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and being there with your buds and I mean it's it's sweaty it's hot in these venues and shit like if there if it's anywhere it's gonna fester it's like the Churchill's bathroom you know what I mean like yeah. but if you've been there I you're probably like, immune I feel so. like the cure do do? Is, is in Churchill's Church- they have shirts about how awful their bathrooms yeah. are yeah. Yeah. You sometimes I mean? you
3: forget there's more than one bathroom because there's that one you just never go oh yeah, in. yeah yeah no no it's <laughs> just, like I forgot it it's existed permitted. It's it is. like the
0: Chamber of Secrets. No one goes in there. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Gotta start speaking Parseltongue just to take around the corner.
0: <laughs> you see Joe in there, dude. That's the only person you see in there.
3: It's, it's one of those things where, like, because we're local music, I'm hoping that we can safely put things on sooner than festivals will be allowed because we we're not super large gatherings we you know it's it's locally owned as people who can just listen to their local jurisdiction and then be like all right let me just try to do this safely yeah. you know it's going to probably be a while before you have these like hundreds if not thousands of people uh admittance to shows but i mean what 30 people 50 people like hopefully the local scene can be what people start supporting since they can't go to those big name shows
1: yeah
0: well, that's the thing. Is next year, th- this is something that I was thinking about for a long time. Is um, I'm already seeing acts like the weekend. He had a tour this year, and he just moved the tour a year. Like mm-hmm. it was supposed to be July this year through October, whatever it was, his his run was to just those months next year. So it's like how many artists are going to start doing that, and then what's going to be like every weekend is going to be some national yeah. act running through your town because yeah. everyone's trying to make up for the year of lost profits mm-hmm. and you know they lost a shit ton of money and they're going to want to make it back. Mm-hmm. And They're not going to make it back from record sales, right? No. So <sighs> so they're going to be making that money up. There's going to be national tours at least every two weeks, I think, running through the town. Oh, yeah. whether it's at Culture Room or, or Revolution or the Hard Rock Live or whatever. So it's, I think it's going to be a little tough next year to, to get people in the door just because there's going to be so much going on because everyone's going to be so fucking amped up to do shit yeah. and people are going to be making up for lost time. Um, but I mean, with that, we can combat it with like getting in the studio, releasing new material, mm-hmm. hoping it catches on. So with this last album, was it like a concept album? Like, was it an album that you guys just had songs that you've been doing live for so long, I want to put them out? Like, what was the idea behind the record?
1: We, uh, majority of the songs uh, were pretty much written. Uh, Gus, Tony, and I have been playing for Twelve years? Yeah. It's like twelve something years. So I mean we had old material. We we had archives of just music that we just wanted something with. And uh Place to Rest originally was called uh What's Left Inside. And we showed Britt and Britt immediately just started writing lyrics to the song. So a lot of it was us kind of reamping some of the old material, kind of changing up the format, the style mm-hmm. of it. Um not much of a concept album, but yeah, no. each song had its purpose and its concept so there was always a meaning towards every song we all kind of sat down and looked at brit and said well what do you think what do you feel when you hear this or what do you think and she'll be like oh you know well da 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 or icarus was literally like he talked about gravity and i kept hearing like phrases too close to the sun like icarus and then right away it just kind of worked out that way
0: so uh do you guys handle like the instrumentation and then you kind of take over lyrics or you guys all contribute in the lyrics Mm -hmm. or in all
2: aspects I mean, it's really pretty writing the lyrics. Yeah. Um, When it came to Emerald City, I had a concept for those three songs, so I kind of gave her a story and had her write based on that. Okay. But most of it, she just writes herself.
3: Yeah, and I'll kind of help out with instrumentation. Like, I don't know how to play, but I'll kind of hum something and be like, what do you guys do Like a melody? Yeah. So, like, melodies and lyrics I write, but for the most part, I mean, they've been gelling for so many years, like... I, I don't really have to put much input as far as it goes for the music, um, but definitely when it comes to the arrangement, because then it'll be like, oh, it feels like we need to go into a chorus here, it feels like we need to do that again, or like, why don't we just drop out and do like a quick bridge? Um, so I would say like, it's, it's pretty fun just kind of writing it together. Um, we all are, I would say, pretty good at our respective areas, and we don't take it personally when we are given any kind of critique or feedback
0: yeah I mean I think that's 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 the smartest thing Tonic. when you're in the band what's the inside joke what's the inside joke I yeah. gotta
1: fill the host in I gotta know Tony's so, the drum
3: major so,
1: so. so let me ask you
3: Tony
0: cause I kinda feel some like Dave Grohl vibes coming from you like yeah yeah we have a drummer but I write the shit you know what I mean so, so what happens huh? how, does this, this done, awesome. how does that get done how does that get done I mean Is this some Breaking Benjamin stuff? How much y'all pay him
2: to play that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, dude, it ends up being like... Because drummers are picky, though. Yeah. All musicians in
0: general are picky.
2: <laughs> no, pretty much what I like to do is I get a lot of ideas. So I'll track a lot of 30-second tracks Okay. and send that to them.
0: Jump, drums? Like no, drums? like everything. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Guitar, like
2: a concept for a song and just send it to them and be like, what do you think? And if they like it, from there, everybody just starts
0: working off of working off of that. Okay,
2: putting into it, you know. So you come up with the concept of what you kind of want in the direction you want the song to be, and then you let everybody put their input. So it's not just you, right? You know what I'm saying. So that's pretty much the process.
0: What's your name, bud? I'm Gus. <laughs> Gus, I haven't yeah. heard from you all show, man. Uh, I know. Get in here. I'm a man get, of not. very little We got the green mic. mic pick right? one, we can this extend one. it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> just, whoa, whoa.
3: I was like, Gus, you're going to be picked <laughs> on eventually. Uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> but, get whoa. Gus in here. Yeah, uh, uh, get it in there. Uh, uh, uh,
1: Gus is a man of so few words. So you're the bass
0: player. i uh, no, guitarist. Guitar. guitarist. Now a player. He a bass player. Okay, okay, okay. And you relieved him of the duties. I relieved all right. So let, let me let me ask you guys. Uh, every because every band is different. Are you lead and rhythm or guitar one, guitar two? Um, well, yeah, I
4: gravitate more towards rhythm.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So you're you're uh, more of a rhythm guitarist, and, and you kind of handle the leads and whatnot. Yeah,
1: usually I force them to do some of the leads, anyways. <laughs> be like, you know what? I'm good here. And yo, my wrist is tired. <laughs> so I'm take over.
0: No, I, I always like that dynamic, you know, um, with, with us. I mean, with, when we had the full lineup, we don't... Our, our lineup's kind of in limbo right now. I've talked about it on the show. But uh, we had, you know, two guitarists, and they kind of just traded off, like, you know, you, you know, just whatever the song warranted. If one guy wanted a solo, or there's two solos in the song, one would do one, the other one would do the other, <laughs> shit like that. Uh, I always like to ask that just to put you guys in the hot seat. You know what I mean? You never know. But uh, so how do you guys feel about, like... The future of the band. Now, th- this record, I mean, what was the goal of it? Obviously, you can't tour it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, what what was the goal of the record other than just putting out music, just to try and get recognition? I mean, it's pretty much all we can do at the time, yeah. so I feel you. Uh, uh, so I mm-hmm. guess, what's down the road from this album, I guess, is my question.
3: From this album is... I believe people becoming familiar with who we are really putting our stamp on the world is this the first release this is the first album yeah so this is being the debut album we know that the music industry is leaning towards releasing singles or releasing short eps but we've all been musicians for so long and we've had the material that we wanted to really start with a bang and because there's so many songs hopefully as we start doing shows people will be able to sing the lyrics back and groove or tell their friends because they actually like the product and then moving forward it's almost like all those 12 to 10 years and so on that we've been building up now we get to close that chapter and start writing as jamina Uh, we have our drummer now so a lot of things that we've been playing and doing the past couple years we've been seeing a progression in how we write um, but for the most part, we've just been practicing these same songs for shows. So now we get to say, okay, we have this album out. Let's start doing what we want fresh. now. Let's start yeah. fresh. Uh, we're a little more proggy now. We're, we're experimenting with things. So um, I think it's really cool to just kind of put a time stamp and be like, this was that era.
0: Right, right, right. Okay, that's dope. So basically it's let's let's get this material out so that we can turn a fresh page, start writing some dope new stuff you know mm-hmm. what I mean because it does as, as much as you love the songs you write when, when you get together twice once once or twice a week and practice the same material for years on end playing the songs years on end it does it does get stale you know what I mean as, yeah. m- as dope as a song could be you know you play it a, a thousand times it, it gets stale <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. so uh, I totally understand that and wanted to turn the page but let me ask you this um, as someone who played in a progressive metal band you know what I mean um it's such a niche genre like I've we we I play with you know from 2016 through through currently and I've you know we've played out of town we've released multiple EPs stuff like that we had an album ready to go but two members dropped out so it's like we dropped the album and then what can we do with it and then the COVID thing hit so now it's like now what really we can't do shit with it you know (laughs) what I mean so um, I mean it's such a niche genre like why why go more towards that end like can you guys name a Prog metal band that came out in the last 10 years that's gotten, like, big? Like, the biggest prog metal band I can think of is Tool, and they've been around forever.
3: Yeah. Well, luckily, we aren't prog, so our new material is
0: But I'm is saying leaning, leaning towards, towards that side?
3: But so far, it's only been a couple songs. Okay. So we are... We consider ourselves alternative metal because we do have so many different types of influences, and when we get in the studio, it's really, like, what are we feeling then? What have we been listening to then? And what fits? Right. Um, but I think tony's mostly the the tony and gus are actually the little like prog masters so So i'll let them talk on that
2: the prog gets hidden it's hidden it's It's hidden hidden. the rule of thumb is even this album has prog already but it's hiding it how so you want people to be able to bop no matter what so you fit in the time signature so that no matter what happens it still bops So, a lot of the stuff, like in Emerald City, there's a lot of me playing three in the bass, but the band's playing four, technically. So, you never lose that bop, you never lose that feel, yet you're hiding that fun stuff behind it. Okay. You know? So, for us, it's a little proggy. The crowd never notices.
0: Okay. Well, damn! I never heard of that shit. It's like the Prague is silent. Right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> the prog is silent. We we do uh, key changes as well. Some of them are subtle. Some of them are not. So it's just uh, we it's just a, kind of our way of just having fun with it. Um, I love prog, but yeah, me, it, me as a guitar player, I, I just I don't have that kind of talent to be like I'm going to play on the twelve. <laughs> like, I'm just not that kind of guitar player. So. Uh, but when these guys show up it kind of influences me to be like okay cool i can think out of the box or i am that consistent like no no you stay what you're doing stay on the four we'll we'll have fun so at least i know i'm okay i'm the one who's keeping track of everybody i'm the constant they're having fun with it don't listen to them because you're going to get lost <laughs> right right right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah yeah it's
0: always um, well as a drummer I always i always listen to the to the basis. but yeah when you when you try to focus on the, the little you know the melodies yeah. and shit that, that, that's what fucks me up too when I should be focusing on you know my rhythm section but I always feel intimidated in that way too when I first joined the band they were like oh, you know we lean towards prog metal this and I was like yeah I'm not that good you know what I mean like but when you start to play with people who are like understanding and patient and when you actually gotta put into practice too like I got better I didn't just stay stagnant Um, It is encouraging you know what I mean like the people that I play with are a lot more musically inclined than I am like they've just been doing it for longer and so at first I was kind of resistant to the constructive criticism because just of who I was I'd never been in a band that was serious and stuff and so it was a little weird adapting to that. I kind of took shit personally when it wasn't that. It was just them trying to be constructive. Mm-hmm. So once I learned that and started to actually take their advice into consideration and, and Im- implementing, and I, I started noticing myself getting better. So it's always dope to surround yourself with people who know more than you or are or, or more talented than you or, or whatever. Uh, in whatever regard, just because you're going to pick up stuff off of them. You know what I mean? Like It's real easy to be resentful and be like, ah, oh, he's better than me. Fuck that. You know what I mean? Because I've been there. But when you let that shit go and drop the ego and, and understand that, yeah, some people are better than you, but you have a lot to learn from them, you know. There's it, always a bigger fish. Yeah, man. And <laughs> you can always get better. Like, I'm sure Tony would agree. You, you're an, uh, an amazing drummer, but you wouldn't say that you're, you've learned all there is to learn. I don't
2: know.
0: Right. And, and so I think that's the mentality that always keeps you fresh, especially as a musician. When, like. I mean, there's no perfect musician. Everyone is, it has their own style, and finding your own style is kind of like the lifelong journey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The every, like when a Slash solo comes on or a Dave Gilmore solo comes on or even voices, you know, Freddie Mercury, mm-hmm. or they're, they're just iconic voices. So when you find that, it's like that's like the, the sweet spot. It's just hard to find, man. Like, how do you know when you found it? Like, how much of what you write is your influence subconsciously? You know what I mean? Mm. How do you guys feel about that?
1: Uh, as a guitar player that's like the ultimate goal is that to
0: write a riff that doesn't sound like someone else's riff yeah or
1: even be like oh that's that's like that's a times Paul have you riff how a riff yeah 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 for sure for sure God. Like, yeah that's Paul Valera there. yeah like that, that's the ultimate I think end game for any guitar player actually any musician, any I, musician I would yeah. say it's it's the journey of the perfect tone
0: so how many times have you written a riff that someone's like oh man that sounds just like uh, insert song here you know what I
1: mean? You guys want to answer that?
0: Guys, I'm calling that so the king of out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm terrible. What are some of the songs you've caught? Oh, my God. And have you played them for them? And they're like, ah, all right. Or they're like, no, no fuck you. It doesn't sound like that. <laughs> like, where, it, where is it, it at? Where does it, it land? It's
4: mainly me picking on on Paul. Why, dude? What did do to you, man? He'll play a riff, and I was like, "Yeah, that's Alter Bridge." (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Alter
2: Bridge, this song, this album, at this many seconds,
4: track three,
0: (laughs) minute four seconds, (laughs) yo.
1: But it's not even. Most of the time, it's not even the 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 same riff. But you could tell it's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I can hear it." Crap. It's there. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's like the South Park episode. Simpsons did it. Yep. You can't do it no more.
1: Yeah, but I feel like that's like the ultimate challenge for any musician is to have their own voice. Like you were saying, like yeah. if you listen to a slash solo, it's like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's Slash, or mm-hmm. that's Santana, like that very creamy oh. tone, like, oh yeah, you don't even need to know it's them. You just you just hear and hear. you're like, Oh yeah, that's that's for but, me that's the that's the end game. But
2: even at that, they're still playing what influenced them. Yeah. yeah, which is crazy. You know Inception. what I'm saying? You know, so it's, <laughs> it's still, it's just, it's a cycle. Yeah,
3: it's, yeah, it's, a cycle. it's
0: kind of where like everything has kind of already been done, but like there's nothing new under the sun. But but it's just how you it's how you put the notes and and the melodies and shit, and that's something. It's how you sell <laughs> it. Yeah, it's <laughs> all about merchandising. Um, but no, another thing is, uh, just more more to that point is I remember um. When I first heard, what, do you guys remember 93 Rock? Yeah. Yes. 93 Rock. Okay, so when 93 RIP. Rock was still a thing, for real, man. I remember um, I heard uh, when Death Magnetic dropped by Metallica, right? Looking at you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at you. Looking at anyway, Tony judging eyes. I remember, I remember eyes. they put they put cyanide on the radio, and I was like, I'd never heard this song, but I was like, this sounds like Metallica. And sure as shit, it was Metallica. And let me, let's just let's just let's just do it. Let's just dive in there. What's your problem with Metallica? Cuz who doesn't like Metallica here? Raise your hand. Okay, it, so you It's a It's I, a, I a, say
5: I'm a i am
2: a love no, no, you don't have to be a down. Yeah, I I have a love-hate relationship. Yeah. With I'm not like saying Saint Anger
0: is great. I'm it's not. You but, know, like, but they have a Metallica bunch of Metallica is good.
2: Do not like
0: Oh, no, I don't think they're amazing. They they, 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 they kind of started thrash metal. Though
1: I, I feel like they're they're what was the heat with the big three. Like they set the bar, and Do everyone like got better.
0: Yes. What? Like they're not necessarily like. Uh, I mean, Bill Ward is the shit. Everyone's pretty sick. I'm not gonna sit here and say they're not amazing because they kind of are. But like, so is I. Don't know, man. I, what is the hate <laughs> with Metallica? I don't get it. 'Cause like for for someone to pioneer a genre like that, I mean Damn Slayer, Megadeth, which came from Metallica, I mean it would be no Megadeth without Metallica. Do you fuck with Megadeth? Nah, I don't like Megadeth at all, to be honest. But a lot of people do. I can't that I can't get past Dave Mustaine's voice.
1: Yeah, uh-huh. I'm the same right? way. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's just not my thing, dude. <laughs> but I don't need that, dude. Alright, Shred,
2: dude, shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah, Metallica has his moments. I just
0: okay. What's in what's a Metallica album you like and a Metallica album you hate? And I'll just I'll know I'll know what's going on.
2: I only one that I really like to listen to is the Black album and Reload. It's Everyone like a, hates it. Everybody a hates it Like, oh, they actually sound like a band. They're not like all sloppy and shit with well, a crappy drummer. Ooh. Hey, okay, look, man. I think, you got, uh, whoa, I pause, think pause, pause, pause. <laughs> so
0: you, you like you like um, the the Black album, but that that's like his simplest drumming. Like, for sure, because dire that was G? actually on time.
2: Blackened, he was on time though. Like that's why I liked it.
3: Tony's <laughs> a, a t- very technical musician, so no. like he doesn't go just for like the show, the feel, the hype. Like he's really listening to like what are you really doing. So I think that might be his just, turn on and off.
0: So it's just Lars, huh? It's just Lars. Okay, no, fair <laughs> enough, man. I I still think uh, there. I'm not a big fan of Kill 'em All. But I thought "Ride the Lightning," oh. the Master, yeah, puppets, yeah, yeah. "Master Puppets,"
2: "Master you know. Puppets," and "Justice for All." They even. have their songs, like, and you grew up with them, so like, you know, you like the songs. Well, I
0: wouldn't say I grew up. I'm 24. I wouldn't say I grew I mean, up with them.
2: I forget. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah wherever.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't say I grew up with. Uh, them. I grew I'm up with a Vince Temple, which you giggled you're not, at yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but again. <laughs> The Rev? You don't like The Rev? No, I love The Rev. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I just don't like the sing. <laughs> okay, I, I'll give you that. It's not, it's not for everyone. But so the I Rev is Rev. Rest the in peace. Amazing uh, he's, he's the reason that I wanted to start drumming, man. Actually, I got to interview Johnny Christ. Oh, yeah. Uh, episode 103, their bass player, which Ooh, was surreal. Only five
3: episodes ago. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yo. That that was surreal. That was a crazy uh experience. Like for a band like literally like that I'd followed since I was a kid to actually sit down and talk with me like that it was nuts. You know what cool. I mean? Do That's you guys awesome. uh, do you guys have any, any bands that you would consider your favorites? I know it's such a cheesy question, but oh, if we yeah, go down the so. line, Paul, do you have a favorite band?
1: Uh I have a few, but um Give me top three. Top three, let's see, I can guess. Can you narrow
0: it down or is this too I can it.
1: <laughs> Well, older Bridge right? is definitely one. <laughs> uh, Gunship. I only guessed that because. Uh, Gunship shoot. is another one. They're they're actually synthwave. You
2: know you're gonna say kiss. Just say it.
1: No, kiss. actually, kiss. they're Just not my top three, but they're my foundation of playing. Rock City, huh? Yeah, you know, Ace Freely was like my main influence, like why I picked up a guitar. Oh, okay. And then Fair Slash enough. guaranteed me playing guitar. Like, Slash. that's kind of what I've happened. I became their love child.
0: Slash did it for, for
1: a lot of guys. So, uh, but top three, I would say Ultra Bridge, Gunship is a, a Sith wave band, so I'm not sure if that counts. Oh, uh, well, a band. There's an artist. i just an yeah. artist
0: in general. And,
3: well, uh, yeah. Um, I definitely like. A lot. There's a full gamut, but I guess I could say for things that I really like and I know influence how I like listen to music or when I get in the mood for writing would definitely be Evanescence. Okay. Um, tesseract.
0: Never heard of them. You've never heard of name. Tesseract? That's a dope name. What? Proc- and you're in a oh. prog so Proc- <laughs> How are you? In I a know what Proc- tesser- <laughs> I know what the Tesseract is. Okay. So we yeah, the we'll, Avengers. You know, you know
3: we'll. we'll It's a really great
1: in. When when we go off the air, we'll we'll talk about it more. So (laughs) and
3: Tesseract and Nightwish is just like symphonic metal heaven. But I really like powerful female vocals. Mm -hmm. So I think that Flori Anson being the third singer of Nightwish, but being the perfect blending of classical training, but also being like a really, really heavy rocker is amazing. Um, But so those are three. But going back to Tesseract, these guys... Uh, over here introduced me to them, and I would say that that has helped me adjust to their musical styles so that I could write. Because I grew up listening to new metal, Lincoln Park, Evanescence, Three Days Grace, you know, all that Avril Lavigne, like all all that kind of stuff. And yeah, she's, uh, new metal. <laughs> no, she's, she's not new metal, but I was throwing no, in, no, you no, know, I when I listened. Um, Mariah Carey, all random, random stuff that I grew up with. Um, so writing to music was a challenge because i always would write my own melodies and lyrics and stuff but just to stuff in my head Mm -hmm. so being able to listen to the intricacies of the band but then what the vocalist was doing on top of it how he was able to kind of open up in his top notes all like that's what's happening in tesseract i would say that it really helped me adjust to to writing to this band
0: yeah, no, that's dope. I I'm, I feel bad for not having hearing all the way you so, guys are. it's so good. The f- so good. <laughs> the, the, when, when, when did they come out? Like what Years ago. Like, oh, my God. What is, a, then, what is years ago? 2008 or 2000. Okay, yeah, see, we're that's talking about new, I mean, in terms yeah. of music. You know
1: I mean? they I would have to describe Test Track as the perfect blend that their verses are very proggy, mm-hmm. in quotes, but their courses is actually...
0: They go to 4-4? Four, four.
1: Well, not really, but it feels <laughs> it like feels, it. It, feel like it feels like yeah, it though. So it opens it, up. It, it's easier to, as Tony adjust. says, bop to. Like okay. When fair. the chorus hits, hooky. you can groove with the chorus, and then the verse comes in. You're like, okay, I'll stop moving now for the moment. Okay. okay There's the chorus again. I'll, I'll then stop then.
3: clapping my hands so I don't throw <laughs> you off. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I would describe a tesseract.
0: What about you guys?
4: All right. Well, uh, gonna <laughs> be a little. Give me yeah. give me the top three. Well, the top uh, three. one of my favorite bands. I only got two, up. so. Growing <laughs> up, mm-hmm. uh, I want to say Thrice. Okay. That one was a big one for me. Haven't heard of me. Um, yeah, it. Um, that was like 2002.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thrice. What 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 genre? Uh, that's like uh, yeah, yeah, poor
4: yeah. hardcore. Uh, that was uh, that, and then I got into Mudvayne. The oh, her- I know Ding. <laughs> Which is why
3: he's a great bass player. I love
4: that fucking
0: meme where it's uh it's that intro to to dig and mm-hmm. it's just some guy going ah <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> That kills awesome. me every time dude every time <laughs> So we got Thrice, Mud Mudvayne, you got a
4: third one? Hey, you know, I, I guess now, like, you know, she was saying Tesseract, but then I also like Periphery, even though some people will okay. frown upon that. No, Periphery's cool. <laughs> periphery's <laughs> cool. I'm looking at the camera because I'm sure if they're watching, they're probably laughing at me.
0: What, what's, what's the hate with Periphery? Fill me in, and who are we looking at? Uh, What's the insider yeah, here? Off. I gotta oh, know. Call him out. 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 Call him <laughs> out. Call him out. You wanna call him out?
4: Call him out. He's gonna hate me, but I will still call him out. It's Eddie from Dineside Side. We oh. love you. <laughs> oh.
5: Oh. We, we love you.
0: Damn, bro. Yeah. What's wrong
4: with Periphery? Eddie,
0: come on the show. On, <laughs> defend. He's defend calling your your, your stance <laughs> on Periphery. He's uh, the new <laughs> oh, he's watching. Watching. He probably <laughs> no. me. He like i hate you guys
4: <laughs> um
0: what else oh well uh, mr uh snob extraordinaire <laughs> let's see what you got Boppel.
2: my favorite artists are random okay okay uh i think number one would be the beatles the beatles okay uh Shouts out to
0: macronium if you, yeah. if you heard episode four, you know that they
2: hate the Beatles.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like the, I love the Beatles. I actually was like, you guys don't like
2: the Beatles? or like,
0: fuck the Beatles. Like, oh. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Beatles has to be the top. Uh, number two for me growing up was Juan Luis Guerra. Juan, no, mm. Let me
0: tell you something. Mm. My grandfather, Julie Ruiz, mm-hmm. won a Grammy for... Um, being the engineer for Juan Luis Guerra's album in 2000. I have a picture in my living room. Of that's awesome. awesome. I have pictures of me in that the studio. Awesome. Well, I'm Dominican. I'm 100% Dominican. So, JLJ so, has been... Yo, he's amazing, man. And, yeah. yeah, my grandfather, Um, that was basically like his life's work, dude. Yeah. Being a recording engineer in DR. Um, And that was just the biggest artist he ever worked with was Juan Luis, bro.
2: I mean, I, I think that the way he innovated Latin music and he mixed it with African sounds... To come up with what he did was just genius.
0: Even as a kid, I really loved his songs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Has the amor and shit. Oh well, i like, Yo, like he snapped, bro. Like, even as a kid, you know, yeah. I, I, you I, felt it. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I was, you know, I, I only lived in DR for about a year or so, and I would go back every summer, but. I was, you know, I was Americanized pretty much. I, I liked sure. American music and whatnot, but I would always like Luis Miguel, Juan Luis Guerra, Gilberto Santa Rosa. Like, there, was, sure. there was certain artists, man. So that that's really dope. I'll sh- I'll show you the pictures after, man. That's like, awesome. Uh, yeah. The Grammy sitting in my grandmother's house in DR. Um and, it's fire. Uh, there's pictures of me in the studio with Juan Luis and shit. Like, <laughs> no, that's so, dude. That that little tiny baby. Um, but yeah, man. So that's that's awesome that that he's one of your favorite artists. But um, so I went off on a tangent. Who's the third yeah. one?
2: DLG and then let's see. I don't know, bro. It's kind of hard. I Brist? listen to a lot of Tesseract. Uh-huh. You but know, Brist? if you would have asked me this question years ago, I would have said Slipknot. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I would have seriously. How said many Slipknot. years
0: ago? I'm talking about like all hope is gone. When you did I figure ago? out that Joy Jordan sucks? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hello! zing! <laughs> okay, pause, pause, pause. Because Joey Jordison was my favorite drummer. one time no. before I found
2: out who the Rev was. No. But no, uh, I've always loved. I've always loved. He's Joey. fast as shit. Yeah, but he's. That's did, it, though. But like, as you get, And he keeps time, Mister. No well, <laughs> one so, <Storm> keeps time, <laughs> Mister no, Lars. A metronome Cape time. But no, I mean, as as like you start to progress and you see all these other drummers, dude, just like even. Mike Portnoy, which is maybe one of my least favorite drummers. These are dudes that are like amazing and they keep timing like they're, they're, every hit is meant to be somewhere. It's it's perfect, you know what I'm saying? And then listening back to a lot of like the old stuff and like Slipknot, when you really, really pay attention, it's being masked by like the other drummers playing pretty on time, but his fills are, like, super sloppy. They sound dope as shit. Like, don't get me wrong, the way that he was playing a lot of drum and bass influence kind of things on drums was amazing. But just when you sit back and you figure out, and you're like, dude, you weren't that good. (laughs) But why why does it... Like,
0: why does it have to go there? If you enjoyed the music for so many years, why do you have to, like, go back and, like, pick it apart if you just fucked with it, you fucked with it, right? I, I don't know. It's just... And, like, how do you how do you hate Mike Portnoy and hate Joey Jordison? Because they're on so on uh, such opposite sides of the spectrum. You're talking about he... one being so precise and one being so sloppy. Like, how do you hate them both, I guy? What do you like? I hate them both. You and Romulo are the same. <laughs> <laughs> you and Romulo are the same. He came in here and said the same shit. Oh, Romulo... I hate Mike Portnoy. He does the same feels every time. I mean, love, love Roms. Roms is, Roms. Roms. Roms is awesome. I love you, baby. I, I love Ron. He he's great. Him and uh, I had him and Eros One's drummer Joe on, yeah, on, yeah. on the same time. Yeah. And he yo like I swear what I was about to say. What is it with really good drummers and hating Mike Portnoy? Like,
2: dude, this, is that, be, all is right, that part on, of the record? Is that, that is that do he's I Have great. to start hating Mike Portnoy to like on. unlock my potential? Is that what's going on? I I that's that your next it level. It was so I don't weird. Know, I thought I don't know something about him having a mirror and just watching himself play just kind of like threw me off. He does? Yeah. That's weird. Like but, if helps, but if it helps, but if it helps,
0: I mean, dance ballet people have mirrors, and I mean, why not? True, true, true. Though. Yeah, pero <laughs> qué está haciendo? <laughs> 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 what is he doing? <laughs> but, yeah,
2: but it's not—it's not, not like the mirror. The mirrors uh, would no. did it. I don't know. It was the just, man in the mirror. Hey, it's just—it was a little overrated. There's like a lot okay. of drummers out there. They're like—they're like so like washed out by like all these dudes. And it's like, like, man, washed
0: out by who? What? Who's better than him? Well, Alex Benz or something? Nah, bro.
2: Uh, who's There's, the best drummer in the world? Do you? Don't say Neil Peart. Dude, in the world? Yeah. I don't know. That's really tough. I'll tell you my favorite drummers, though. Okay,
0: who's your favorite drummer? All right. I gotta let him. One I, gotta, the, I gotta question yeah. this man right now. <laughs> All right, so one of the top <laughs> ones is mind. Chris Coleman. Well, that's okay. Chris Coleman from what band?
2: No band. Independent he's just drummer. A band. Okay, independent he's just drummer. drummer.
0: I know Chris Cole, the skateboarder. Uh, no, Chris <laughs>
2: <Cole> <laughs> chops for okay, days. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Um, let's see. Aaron's uh, Aaron Spears. He plays with um, uh, Usher.
0: Oh, okay, 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 okay.
2: Yeah, you Phenomenal people drummer. who play
0: with rappers or R and B dudes are just like chops, like you said. They're Super, just good pocket, really pocket. good pocket. Yeah. Eric Moore. Okay.
2: Uh, when he did tram with Abasi and all these dudes, that was dope. So you you kind of like just pocket dudes? Nah, if you listen to these guys, you're not
0: pocket
4: at
2: all.
0: I mean, they're dope. They can not play in the pocket if they don't feel yeah, like yeah. it. But usually, that's what for, that's I don't know. I feel like that's what people that's what like the most. They get paid to do. Right,
2: right, right. right, mm. right they right, get right. paid to play the pocket. But when you watch them on their own and what they do, it these guys are monsters.
0: So what? What? Um, I mean, you know. Not to look in anyone's pockets. I mean, if someone offers you a gig, I mean, you know, don't turn it down. But if they're so dope, why don't they get famous with their own shit? Uh,
2: I think a lot of them really end up just playing for artists because that's what they go to school for. A lot of these dudes are like Berkeley dudes and stuff like that. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, uh, what's this dude from Animal's these Leaders? Matt Grasko? Yeah, Matt Grasko. did Did you Amazing. go to, to music school? I did not.
0: So what do you feel like it's a it's a huge advantage or a huge benefit Sometimes, or
2: detriment? Like it depends. I think like for like a working drummer, it it, it makes the sense path. to be a studio musician. Yeah, think? for sure. Like you know, like these guys technically go to your schools, you know, scout you out and grab you from there. So I mean, you know?
0: literally to to make it like a career, like a nine to five, it would probably benefit you. But if you're someone who's into it for like the artistic integrity it, it of it, maybe on how you go
2: about it. You not know, not
0: putting yourself a bunch of debt, you know. I
1: mean, it'll it look good on your resume. Yeah. If you're like, oh, you went to Berkeley, I'm, you know. Uh, yeah, if you're looking uh, for a
0: nine-to-five gig music review, how hard is it to find something like that? You know what I mean? Who knows? I don't know. It's tough when you're out It
1: could be tough. It's competitions, mm-hmm. there, there's I mean, musicians always, out there. I mean,
0: that's always been like the laughed-at thing, is any kind of art degree is like, oh, you know what I mean? Like people who have business degrees or whatever mm-hmm. or go to you know university to become a doctor or a lawyer they're always kind of like frown upon the people who get like a music degree or an art degree or something a lot of these guys make
2: money off of clinics oh like drum mm, clinics yeah Yeah, and not just clinics here dude like clinics are popular all over the world yeah yeah you know so it's one of those things that you still make your money that way and now YouTube is a big you know yeah. yeah, YouTube, Yeah, I think platform. the
3: arts are going to be hopefully more respected because if you think about this whole pandemic, what have we really turned to? We've turned to the essential jobs that people are working mostly hourly, but they're not being treated well, but they're the backbone of society. And then you, you turn to the arts. You're watching Netflix, you're watching Hulu, you're, you're watching you're, concert you're watching, videos, you know, concert like videos used to do and, that. and uh, live streams <laughs> and all that. So, I mean, hopefully it could be respected. But something we're seeing, though, is, is just, you know, one thing is people liking it and another thing is people funding it and as you said like how is it that these people can't just make money off of what they like to do it's it's consumerism and it's it's the group mentality so if the group and mass consumerism and marketing and stuff isn't telling you to like something then you know you're not going to hear about it you might like it but you might not know about it and then how is it going to get your money so i mean even like us being a little alternative metal band from miami broward area like I, I always tell people, I'm like, if we're given the opportunity, we'll deliver. If you listen to us, you'll like it. But you have to hear about us first.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even if, like, like you said, how do you get them to separate with their money? I had, I had an, a, a situation where we played a set at, at a, at a place, and this chick was you know yapping our, our singer up like oh you guys are so great just going off we're packing our stuff and she's just going off following us back in and out you know what i mean just talking to mm. how and we were it's like yeah you know we have eps for five bucks she's like no I'm good no. Like, yeah you just went off for like 25 minutes you don't want to come and yeah. eat for five bucks how awesome are we then you, fucking, you know what I mean
3: but you'll buy coffee for that
1: yeah, yeah. right 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 is she gonna to
0: go to Starbucks the next morning you know what I'm saying yeah. which
1: is definitely more than five dollars
0: Actually, Probably, yeah. if you get a venti if you're loaded <laughs> you know what I'm saying no but like you said it's all about um, trying to figure out how to get people to actually know about you so they can listen to you and then once they listen to you it's all about okay do you like me enough to buy a shirt or come to a show or whatever um, how about like online merchandising Have you guys thought about like making a website Selling your merch online Maybe shipping it yourself You know what we're, I mean
1: We're in the process of it uh, Tony I think you you already started trying to get some stuff together or right? Maybe drop
0: shipping stuff You know what I mean like having someone make the shirts And sit them in a warehouse and then when you order you're like, You just send the info to them and then they ship it for you, you know yeah. what Stuff like that it You works. know yeah it's in the it, works that, that's that's what, I, that's what I noticed too with album drops it's like there's always a merch drop with it keychains, fucking cassette tapes no one listens to cassette tapes it's purely the fucking novelty of it mm. but you see cassette tapes, vinyls a 10 inch vinyl with one single on it a jacket, hoodie, long sleeve, t-shirt, tank top Like there's always a huge merch drop and then every shirt comes with a digital download and then yeah. that download yeah. counts as an album sale and so there, there's all these little fucking schemes man and it's like it, it, it puts us in, at a disadvantage it's like we don't need the record labels to produce and, and put out our music anymore, but it's like we need them for like
1: distribution. Yeah. We d- need distributors. Yeah, yeah that need, a promotion, you know, um, yeah.
0: merchandising, money to front. But it's basically just we need them to cut a check for all the other shit. Like we can make produce studio quality music in our in our in our house mm-hmm. now with the technology that we have. It's all about getting it to the masses, which is what they're good at. That's mm-hmm. pretty much what you're signing up for when you sign a deal like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just the exposure. You hope that you make enough money to outweigh all the cuts that they take. You know what I mean? But you, yeah. you got to be like Post Malone or The Weekender. I mean, even on a lower level, maybe like a Power Trip, you know, their their singer just died. Uh, rest in peace, oh. their singer. Um, I forgot his name. But Power Trip was an up-and-coming band, um, like a, a metal band that uh, a lot of, a lot of the bigger guys fucked with and took on tour with them and shit. And they were going to be like, they, they were on their way, is the best way I'll put it. And yeah. tragically, their, their, their singer passed away um, uh, yesterday or the day before. Oh,
3: no.
0: Uh, he was like 36, 34, oh, something God. like that. <clears throat> That's, That's kind of crazy. Scary. Have you guys ever heard of Power Trip?
3: I no, haven't. Oh, oh, the world.
0: <laughs> 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 Gus nodded his head, so.
1: Gus, you have? Gus. Yeah, you. yeah so they're,
0: they're, their singer passed. Dog. I mean, I, I was not the biggest fan. My cousin was a pretty yeah, big fan. I of saw that. this
4: morning. Yeah? Yeah, I saw the headline this morning.
0: <sighs> it's shitty, man. Uh, there's already not enough metal bands to go around, you know? And, and we get this. Um, just tragic, man. Tragic for for a band that was actually making moves in this climate where it's so hard to make a wave. Mm. Um, and, and you, we actually touched on that for a second. The difference... Um, and I always kind of talk about this, but I always like to get other people's opinions on the difference between dropping an album and dropping a single. Like, nowadays, it's more people are more inclined to drop a single versus an album yeah you guys dropped an album so clearly you see the value in that but um with like i said with what you guys are going to do now is it going to continue to be albums that you put out or do you feel like singles with music videos or lyric videos are the way to go because i feel and i, I i'm kind of on the fence with it i feel like if you have and I, like if you have 12 great songs you drop them all 12 at once a bunch of them might get passed over versus mm-hmm. if you drop them one at a time or something so where do you guys stand on that
1: for it, it's kind of the way of the of the consumerism that's coming the way the audience are they get bored very quickly so it is kind of like necessity to drop singles versus an album because as soon as you drop you that whole content. album they like forget the, about you
3: continuous yeah. content i mean i think we we're very much wanting to be traditional while still adapting. So we've even considered doing maybe like a short concept EP, but then also doing singles. So, I mean, for instance, the the three songs in Emerald – Well, not in Emerald City. The three songs in Fiber Optic Stars that are Emerald City, that's a concept. So if we were to do something similar, you know, we would release those all together because it makes sense to. Um, But for the most part, I think we'll be kind of doing the whole singles or single from an EP building up um, because you just have to make sure that as you're getting listeners, you're also then coming up on their release radar. You're also coming out with content. If you come out the song, you also have a video. You just have to be forefront and top of mind. If not, because of algorithms and everything, you just kind of get forgotten. So you have to stay on top of it.
0: Totally, yeah. Uh, It's it's hard. We live in like a world right now where it's all instant gratification, you know what I'm saying? Notifications on the phone and People who upload five times a week on YouTube or whatever, so it's like, as a musician, you put out a big project, people listen to it once or twice, and like you said, they're on to the next one, you know what I mean? There's an album release every Friday. So it's hard to keep people's attention, and um, yeah, it seems like that's the way it's going to go, like, unless you have this crazy backing to drop these tracks and and tour them and stuff like that, it kind of makes more sense, you know, in a way to drop the singles. Um, is it kind of, do you guys kind of feel shitty that like, um, albums don't get like the, the fucking like respect almost or like the, the bump that, the, that they used to have or like the effect that they used to have? Like, I feel like a, a major album drop of like a big band was like a big deal, you know? I,
1: we grew up in the era of like the Michael Jackson's and Tuesday releases where those were huge. Where you were going the, what was it, Specs? Was it called? Specs and FYE. FYE, like you're going to these CD places every Tuesday to find out what came out. And mm-hmm. usually it takes artists four to five years before they come out with another album. Yeah. Nowadays, these, especially in the pop industry, it's like F- literally F- like every six months they're coming out with something new. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. But of course, you know, that's the big guns, just Multiple writers, just dropping yeah. money and uh, endless money 17 writers on a song that just says baby over 20 times. And you're just like, all right, great.
0: <laughs> I need a 17 heads. But series. that's what the <laughs> modern day
1: consumer is. They that just.
4: Maybe. The so, <laughs> how about, how about right? the third
2: verse?
3: Girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. It. it It saddens me in that you want to have value in something tangible. You're not going to be actually printing singles constantly. You're going to be printing albums, printing EPs if you have them. Um, But the way I would sometimes discover music it was back in the day when CDs were really popular. Like, my friends would lend me their Tool CDs, and then I would house them for three weeks. Like, you know, yeah. you they would give you the CD, or you would find a, a CD of something that you copy. liked the one song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you liked the one song, you heard about maybe two songs, but then you listen to the rest because <laughs> you purchase it, and next thing you know, you like all these songs, which I think is another reason why we released the album, because it's like, if you heard our first two singles, wait, there's more, you know? Like, right. but... As far as it goes moving forward, I mean, who knows? Well, we're always doing things a little weird, a little wonky, a little different. So I would say it depends on how fast we write, how, how quickly we're able to get stuff out. Um, if it feels organic to, you know, kind of put it together, then sure. But if it feels organic to kind of wait and let that out, I mean, I don't think we're really setting a rule to it. Um, but nowadays you can listen to somebody's singles like an album. Like, you, you go on Spotify, you go on iHeartRadio, any of those things, and all you're doing is just listen to the artist profile, and all their songs are there in succession. So, I mean, I think it's just things are different, and we just have to kind of learn the, the pattern of what people are doing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, an idea that me and my guy uh, bandmates had talked about and were considering was like, Dropping the singles one at a time, and then once they're all out, then dropping the project as one mm-hmm. whole thing, something mm-hmm. like that. Um, I don't know, man. It's just trying to find the way to, to do it, you know, and and release it so that people listen to each song, and they don't just skim over the project and then move on. Like a lot of times um, with like that pop and hip hop genre, like people will look for features of artists that they do like. And listen to that and then just kind of throw the rest of the album away, you know. And it's funny. When you um, have an album and you don't like the start of a song, you find yourself every time you listen to that album skipping that song. And then the one time you're just like, let me let it ride today. And you're like, fuck, I like this song a lot yeah. more than everything else. <laughs> I How used did I to always skip this song? On the
3: back of my CDs, I used to, with a Sharpie, mark the songs that I actually liked so I would know what tracks to skip. <laughs> and then, like, a couple months later, the entire back would have Sharpie on it. So I was just like, crap, you got me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, I like all the songs now.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I was the same way. I was, I was like, oh, I like track three, six, seven, and I'm done. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but when you start listening to that shit in between, man, that's when you really start to find some of the stuff that you never thought you, you, you'd dig. Um, Things hit you on a different day. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, I guess with that all being said, um, it, it's a weird climate to be a musician, but it's really dope to, to see that you guys are still around, the bands are still around, even though we're not a rounded person and playing shows. We're all still doing our work and putting out what we can in our own way, and I think that's all we can do at the moment. You know, we can all just focus on our music, put out what we can, try and um, do these maybe live stream shows Mm -hmm. down the road. That would be dope. Um, Excuse me. Keep supporting our local venues that are sticking around and doing their best, and just keep making the art. Because at the end of the day, it's not about the the profit or anything. It's it's about the art. You know, Um, playing shows is a big part of that, but at the moment, at least we still have the ability to express ourselves through our music and be able to put it out. Yeah. So we just gotta take the silver lining, take the good with the bad. And with that, um, I want to thank you guys for coming through. We've been actually talking for over an hour and seven oh, minutes. Already, <laughs> I know it flies. Jeez. It flies. Yeah. Time flies. <laughs> it's been fun. I, feel like um, I have so much more to say. <laughs> what do you? L- l- let's drop it right now. What, oh yeah, uh, just. Can't put you on a spot. I can't right? put you on the spot <laughs> like that, That's man. So much more <laughs> to say that. Can't do it on, on command. command. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well, where can everyone find Jamina and, and you guys' music and your latest all, album?
3: All your major streaming platforms. You can find us on, Amazon, Google, yeah, Amazon, Spotify, Google, Apple, everywhere. Fuck yeah! Actually, everywhere uh, except for. Uh, SoundCloud We're on like the, the <laughs> Don't major hate on the free platform
0: platforms. bro um, No bro. you'd be
1: surprised Where else? We're also featured on a couple of radio stations so you can find our music yeah. on their backyard uh, So radio. on, um,
3: on a 98.9 rock 98.9 You can request uh, some of our songs Oh
1: name dropping Yeah, yeah name place
3: dropping to rest there. holding on binary world And uh, we will win um, You can request us on uh, WJRR At um, the Orlando rock station We have a uh, place rest in holding on with them. So, you know, let them know you like our stuff. <laughs>
0: Please. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, man. Make sure y'all follow Jamina. Make sure um, y'all, uh, you know, follow them. And, you know, when the shows start coming up, go out and support. And uh, what's the name of the album, just so people can find it again? Fiber Optic Stars. And we're actually going to let a song ride. Uh, we're going to go with, you guys are talking about Icarus. So that's we'll our Icarus. ballad. So. Yeah, that's
3: our power ballad. We're
0: going to let that ride today, folks.